There's a certain ground level noise going on. I believe it is the fan behind me. Yeah. I do not care. Yeah, yeah I got the air conditioner going on the same thing. So we are brothers in terrible sound. It's too hot. Uh, yeah, it, it truly, piece. truly is. Though it just started raining over here. Yeah, we were supposed which to get nice. thunderstorms later. My. So we're gonna get your sloppy seconds. Isn't that how it usually goes? I remember. I guess it was July Fourth. There was like this huge thunderstorm that sort of went down across the east coast uh and barely skirted our barbecue we had like 20 or 30 minutes of insane rain and then it just stopped and i was like good luck philly because you're getting the next and it's going to be in prime barbecue time suckers I'm looking at before anything else happens i got a lot of names to read off this list it's really far i don't know how long how many of these names i've read we got alex we got cassie we got Thomas, we got Spencer, some call him Spence, uh, none of these people are leaving notes, just their preference. We got a dude who's, whose name is Hawksprite, and that's what it said on his shipping address, so I addressed the envelope to Hawk Space Sprite. Dude, that's and awesome. Just, uh, he, he just leaves a little note that says, love what you do, have listened to the podcast for quite some time, keep it up and thanks for the epic shirts. Uh, Patrick, Eric, Matthew Martinez. I feel like Hawksprite may be on the forums too. Just... Yeah, Dustin, Mark, Miguel, Vince, Corey, Alan, who just says love the podcast, Kenneth, you may wreckage as Yotaru Vegeta, who does include a note, and I will just read it and let it stand for itself, in which he says, what's up Dave slash Joel Yaoi fanfic, I bought your Galdang shirt, I will never wear it outside because I actually like dating Asian women. Okay. <laughs> I will stay, it will stay in my drawer right next to my titty-rific Happy House of Hentai shirt. Well. No comment needed. Um, and then finally Pete. And uh, Emmett. And then, and then, because I remember this time, three people actually bothered to come up and get shirts for me at Otakon. And their names were written down in this file that I have over here. Matt, Mike, Annie. And Jarvis, who I think really just gave me money as like some sort of super pre 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 order on a GoGo 13 shirt, <laughs> which I think we are means we're somehow contractually obligated to do it. We need to get John Scabble on the case. Yeah, need to get him. Hey, hey, Scabs, I got something for you. You draw baby GoGo 13. I already have. Don't worry about it. Here it is. It's all I think about. It consumes my days. It's like I've been waiting for this day. <laughs> Lo, these many years, all I've ever wanted was a GoGo 13 baby to put on a t-shirt. And you finally made it happen, internet. Man, fuck that internet. They He's an alright guy. good for me. Just in, uh, I guess they do okay things for me. Like, give me access to Twitter and Wikipedia. And the Warhammer 40k Wikipedia. The Lexicanum? <laughs> my, my mistake. Come on. I should have referred to it by its proper name. You just got Earth purged, jerk. Yeah. Is that that's grounds for an exterminatus? Yeah. When the emperor shows up, we're hosed. Oh, delightful. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. I'm super grateful that people bought a shitload of shirts. And I tweeted what I bought with those shirt money, which was a Vietnamese sandwich, which a lot of people on Twitter didn't seem to know what that was and said, why are you buying carrot sandwiches? There's other stuff besides the carrots. And also Gungam style. Yes. <laughs> I did see that. Because <laughs> it is on iTunes. <laughs> Why wouldn't you buy it? Why hasn't everybody bought it? I'm Why so happy. Why isn't it playing right now on this podcast? It is. 
I'm going to leave it a gap there for you to insert Gom Gom style <laughs> into the uh, podcast right after I said that. If it wasn't on iTunes, I think it would have fallen into what I'll call the Persona 3 paradox, where sometimes at work I just got to listen to that Persona 3 battle music, but it's not on iTunes. And by then, by the time I'm home, what am I going to like download it when I'm at home? A new. So it just never gets got. <laughs> what am I going to download when I'm home? Can't be using those bandwidths nope. for that. It's mental bandwidth, man. You only got so much time in the day to click on a link and wait <laughs> and also, 16 like, seconds. <laughs> you could stream yourself buying that song. It can't be any more or less interesting than some of the other That's things true. that happen in the stream, like trying to man. figure out the audio properties. Like playing Darksiders? Yeah. And that wasn't the worst game I've ever played, certainly, not by a long shot, but it was pretty... Yeah. I don't know, rote. It's generic. I don't know. By the end, I was starting to feel pretty exhausted with it. Though they did... They did pull a fast one on me by making me think the guy would betray me, and then he didn't betray me. Yeah. And I said, wow. But seriously, Darksiders does what is probably my primary pet peeve in all video games, which is they repeat the same voice samples, sometimes back-to-back. Just mm-hmm. like endlessly. So did you, did you beat it? I did not beat it. I played a good ha- bit of it. Have you f- seen the Spider Boss? Yes. So she like only has like three lines of dialogue, and just says them over and over again, which is like, "You are a fool to trust Samuel," and like, "Don't struggle. It will be over soon." And just says them like through all three in a row, and then pauses for like two seconds, and then says all three over again. Yeah, I think some just generic grunting and squealing would have yeah, been I don't know. equally my, appropriate. My assertion with these things is, like, voice acting has to be one of the cheapest parts of a video game. And just the way it works, like, that character, the Spider-Person character, like, she's only in the game for, like, I don't know, ten minutes? But you got to pay these guys for, like, half a day of work anyway, right? Because it's union. So just have her say, like, whatever the fuck she wants into the microphone <laughs> for four hours. Just read off uh, a grocery list. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I also wonder if there's not... This is probably totally not true, but I'm just going to apologize for game developers right now and suggest that... Is it a space limitation, maybe? I, I Sometimes they argue that, but, like... It's certainly not for the audio itself, because audio is so small. I mean, maybe... Yeah, but you never know Maybe what... video is so big. Well, I often wonder... I don't know. You never know what space is going to need to get cut. Maybe they did have more lines of dialogue, and it was just like, yeah. we can't spend more on that. I mean, maybe. For X reason. I'm sure, there, I'm sure there's a reason why, and if they explained it, you might be like, all right, well, okay. But from the point I'm standing at, when a dude has two versions of the same line... Where he's like, you must bring the light to the beams, or the beams to the skulls, or whatever. What? You must bring the light to the beams. I don't remember what he's saying. You gotta bring the light to the beams. inspecting lumber? This is the most boring game ever. The lumber (laughs) inspection level was terrible. I swear to God, at some point, the dude said both lines back to back, such that the second one was starting before the first one ended. And it's the exact same words, just with slightly different inflection. How long ago did Darksiders actually come out? I don't know, like 2009, maybe? 2010? Yeah. It's pretty recent. Yeah. 
but we beat it last night and now I, I the last thing I did before I turned off the stream was erase it from Steam. <laughs> I was like, you're God Catharsis. Away, foul being. But now where are you gonna use all your precious uh, terabytes on that you well, had to buy? I don't know. What am I I don't know, porn? <laughs> I actually yeah, I've got five hundred gigs free in this two terabyte drive right now. I don't know what the you rest only, is. What? You have it like two thirds full? Well, that's not. Ca I mean, the other one I got two terabytes free. That's the video. You're crazy. Drive. Your life is Listen, crazy. I don't know. We could need it for anything. Let me look at my hard drive backups. real quick, just to. Lord of the Rings BBC Radio app, app adaptation. That's 700 megs. Uh, I'm only using 300 gigs of my terabyte drive. I don't know, and I can't even conceive of what more I would put on here. <laughs> I don't know. Like almost all my stuff is is uh, video I that we've recorded, true. and also uh, about. Three folders of almost identical MP3s that have persisted through like different backups, but I've never bothered to sort through all of them yeah. to figure out how much of it's redundant. The best I've done is sort of done a cut and paste into different directories to try and get rid of most of the redundancy just by overwriting files. I but that's if probably... we could, you know, bring some Shazam technology to bear and write a little script that would go through and compare them. That would be awesome. I don't know. Shazam is pretty cool. Well, I mean, that's all it does is compare waveforms. I'm surprised yeah. there isn't somebody out there right now who hasn't leveraged that. And I'm sure it's about access to whatever database Shazam uses to uh, identify songs. But somebody must have had the idea to just, you know, dedupe some audio by just running this thing. Yeah. It also just seems, I don't know. Maybe that's not so much a problem for people anymore. Back in my day... In the heydays of the internet downloading, you would just download everything. And now I don't really I wonder, download anything. You could just run like a deduplicate backup on it. I know that exists. I don't know. I don't care Whatever. that much. This is a, the boring part of the podcast yep. where I get yep. caught up in some IT admin <laughs> BS. <laughs> so did you play Deadlight? Uh, yeah. Did you play through, you beat the whole thing? I did not beat the whole thing. Oh, man, then you haven't been blown away by the twist ending. Just tell me what it is. I'm probably not going to. I was playing it he for this podcast. He killed his family. What? He killed his family. I knew it. That's not even, I knew it's it. It's not, literally, you probably knew it from the first scene of the game. You know what, because I, I was thinking, and by the way, Deadlight spoilers, I guess. Uh, from like, yeah, from the first scene, I was like, where's his family? He totally killed them, because they don't explain anything. Obviously, I saw some review of this video game, possibly on a popular site, possibly on the popular site Mitchell Dyer works for, though I'm not sure, I don't remember, but they praised its compelling narrative, and I said, are you sure? Because it might be the worst narrative. It may have compelled me to turn the video game off. Well, there's just like... I don't know. The narrative is told in like super choppy bits and pieces and interactions with floaty blue cogs. Well, it's also like they start that thing out and they're like, here is six characters that you see for one second. And then you got to like, find your friends. Yeah. And you find them in this uh, ginger, uh, gingerbread crumb, breadcrumb trail, like throughout the game, all just at the point of being murdered. <laughs> it's like no don't worry the others are still alive are you sure because i'm yeah. kind of tired of this how far did you get uh i got out of the rat's hole yeah 
I think that part is probably the worst part of the game. It and also sort of just... It definitely feels that way because it's the part where the uh, the lighting effect is so bad that there are just sections where you're moving in absolute darkness. Which is great when there are instant kill traps everywhere. Which is, you know, that's kind of the point of games like Limbo and Out of This World about which or from which Deadlight takes its inspiration. The, the crucial difference between this and Limbo is that Deadlight has really egregious loading times for a game that's willing to kill you, like, at the drop of a hat. Well, what's even crazier is, you know, you have this, these checkpoints, right? So, essentially, it just sta- it saved the game. Why? What is it loading? Like, is it loading yeah. the whole level from that point? I don't understand. It's a- I don't know. I haven't played Limbo in a while, but I seem to remember it being pretty much instantaneous. Uh, yeah, it it was very quick. If it wasn't instantaneous, it was quick enough. And I, you, you may be remembering it inaccurately because the other thing that Limbo had was a lot of personality. Yeah. <laughs> so there were things... For like a black and white game. Yeah, well, I with, mean... With no dialogue. And I'll, I'll say this. I don't hate everything about Deadlight. I, the the kind of fun, uh, runny parkour elements are pretty awesome. Uh, there are some moments where you're genuinely kind of frantically mashing buttons, which I heard people complain about the controls. I don't know. I thought the controls were fine. I was just, there were a lot of instances where I was actually kind of nervous and failed to execute properly, yeah. which I think is actually They'll, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. The only problems that, the only thing that I really had an issue with the controls was... Sometimes if you have to jump onto, like, a really thin platform, you end up just skidding right off of it. Uh, yeah, I didn't really feel like they were that floaty. I often under-jumped stuff more frequently than going beyond it. I just remember there was one part where you had to, like, there was a box on the ground, and you had to then fill up, like, you had to turn on the water to make the box float. Yes. And when me and Grotz were playing that part, we fell in the water like ten times. Really? Just just skidding over the box or jumping completely over it and, or, or jumping too short. Yeah. But that was probably one of the worst. I mean, otherwise it's not that bad. I had a couple of issues. There's a part later where a helicopter chases you. And uh, you kind of have to do everything right the first time around or you just die. So Yeah, is that when you first meet the rat's son? Spoiler, yeah. the rat has a son. Spoiler, I guess, spoilers, there's a character called the rat. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. It's the worst writing. <laughs> and he's like, it's also just like, you know, I worry that this game is going to get into the hands of all the conspiracy theorists. And they're going to be like, we're right. Because <laughs> the character of the rat is like, this guy is like, oh, yeah, I was building these trap lace tunnels before the war. What are you, crazy? Like, zombies. Duh. <laughs> I was, I, I've been getting ready for this for months. Forget zombies. Well, I mean, that's... I don't know. I feel like that was legit. It's not like you would have believed that he managed to build all this after the apocalypse, you know? Well, I wouldn't believe that he managed to build all of it before it either, really. <laughs> that's true. So let me it's get like, this straight. You had access to a facility that I'm guessing the state, the city of Seattle restricted heavily, considering that, you know, you could plant bombs everywhere and blow the whole city up. And this, I don't know, was this pre or post 9-11? It doesn't matter. You can't get everywhere in a sewer system. Uh, you know what? Something really interesting I learned uh, th- thanks to streaming it. One of the dudes watching the stream was or lives in Seattle. And he was like, Seattle doesn't have a subway. <laughs> <laughs> so that got a good laugh out of me. It's just like, 
That's how I know you guys are from fucking Europe. And you couldn't be bothered to Google if Seattle had a subway or well, not. Why would you even put it in Seattle? What's the attraction of that city to you if you're the not from the United Needle, States? Space Needle, I guess. You saw Twin Peaks growing up. You're really into Nirvana. Everything cool is in Seattle. <laughs> I think they're actually Spanish, not Norlandish. Uh, I don't even know if I really have a Spanish mm -hmm. accent. Yeah, if you Google Seattle Subway, you know what shows up? Subway sandwiches. Nice. So <laughs> and when a you called Let's Build a Seattle through, Subway. You should have been crawling through like enormous hoagies that had been like crushed down underneath the pavement by the bombs. Yeah. Oh man, delicious. How do you think I've been surviving down here, Mr. Wayne? I pretend it's oh. rat meat, but it's really salami. That's a pretty good trade. It's like, yeah, I wish I was eating some rat. Some good old rat. <laughs> Oh, the rat. Yeah. I mean, I You're actually... I, oh, go ahead. I, I want to... There were some bad moments in this game, um, for sure. And I don't think the story was really that awesome, especially since you have this world full of crazy people and then you have this one sane guy. Not likely. Uh, so it was kind of easy to see that twist coming. But I don't know. I really... I, I kind of enjoyed the... The, just running away from enemies instead of fighting them constantly. Yeah, yeah I like that any time you basically you got mobbed by more than one zombie, you were just screwed. And even when you, you get, you know, you get a pistol maybe like halfway through the game, and towards the end you get a shotgun, and you pretty much never use them. And you pretty much never have time to use them either. Like there's only a couple situations where you can use them to like clear out a couple zombies before just more pour in and kill you anyway, or block off your route to the exit. Yeah. And I mean, even so, when you had the gun, I kind of felt like that was about to happen anyway. Cause yeah. Because you, you basically shoot like three zombies, but most of the time it wasn't possible to do that. Yeah, and that's neat. And actually, so we, we've played a couple rounds of DayZ, which is a really just weird game it's pretty cool sometimes but it's pretty much terrible the rest of the time uh so it's it's just it's a straight up sim like it's it's the post zombie apocalypse you got to manage your your temperature you got to manage food you got to manage hydration uh you you don't start with a gun you don't start with shit so you got to crawl around to avoid zombies until you find a hatchet somewhere. And it's all just like this big open world with random item spawns. And you don't start with a map. So you, you have to be constantly alt-tabbing to this internet map. And then using road signs in the game to find your location. And so at one point, Graz and I find each other. Sort of a little of the ways inland. Graz has found this farmhouse. There's like a bunch of guns in it. It takes us probably a half an hour to meet up. Just like crawling over the countryside and trying not to get killed and trying not to starve to death. Uh, and we finally do. And I, I guess in my haste, I, I get excited and I make a break for the farmhouse. There's like a couple guys chasing me. So Graz shoots them. And, you know, we, we deal with it and we start picking up guns and we're like, hooray, we're together. We've got guns. We got to go find food. So we go out. In, out back out in the wilderness and like 20 feet from the farmhouse Grotz shoots a zombie and then like 50 zombies show up and just kill us <laughs> and then we're just respawned back on the beach and just start fucking over again <laughs> like 
I don't know. It's just it's it's totally a neat idea and concept. Just like this is a game that you have to play at one mile an hour. Uh, but in practice, it usually just ends up being more frustrating than not. You kind of get the same vibe from Daisy that like enemy encounters are to be avoided whenever possible. And just because you have or not Daisy Deadlight, and just because you have a weapon does not mean you should use it. Though obviously the stakes are much lower. Because the checkpointing is pretty generous. And also in Deadlight, like, most of the time it's obvious when you have to use the weapon. Like, you will have exhausted all other avenues of escape, and the weapon becomes more part of a puzzle than it is sort of essential to uh, the game. Like, it's not an action shooter. It's more like a... I don't know. It feels a lot like... What was that? Cannibal. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I mean, the part with the helicopter is just straight up Cannibal. Yeah. Like, it's like you're playing Cannibal on your Xbox in with 3D graphics and a helicopter chasing you. Which I actually thought was kind of neat. Like, that part was kind of fun to me. Well, and that's and it was really, also... The, they, they seem like they spent a lot of time on the engine uh, trying to make that running portion cool. But then they forgot that they have all these moments where you're going to be moving really slowly. Yeah. <laughs> through kind of... Um, and I, I didn't really care that the puzzles were easy. I thought that was all right. You know, you slow it down, you think a little bit, and you figure it out. Yeah, it certainly wasn't like even something like Limbo, where you had to like really puzzle out some physics. It was basically, you pretty much always saw you had to like shoot some sign or push some box at the worst. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were a couple moments where it was a real like sort of... You were kind of stumped, but then you just shoot your slingshot at the ceiling break a board and then get crushed by a box and then you know yeah. oh there was a box that went to fall oh the worst part about the rats labyrinth and sorry to backtrack but when i said moving in complete darkness there was literally a there was a part i don't want to use the word literally because i think it makes me sound dumb but i already did that so i sound dumb <laughs> uh there was a part where you find a ladder to the right but you mm -hmm. don't know you're on a ladder because it's so dark you can't see it and I only discovered that I was on a ladder when I walked to the left and fell to my death. And then in the death screen, everything gets kind of it gets highlighted in red. And I saw over there that I had, in fact, been on a ladder. Yeah, I had a similar experience. There's a, the part where you had to climb the hotel sign. Oh, yeah. And there's the other part of the sign to the right can be used as a ladder. I had no clue. So that took a couple of reloads. And then there's one part where you have to push a box out of a door you just opened. Like the door opened par only open part of the way and then you turn a generator on to get it open the rest oh, of the yeah, way. Oh yeah, when you're in a garage. Yeah. Well, that box is basically pitch black. So I had no <laughs> idea that there was a box there at all. And the only reason I figured it out is because like I've played enough of these video games that I was looking at it and I was like, okay, well I could get through this door anyway. Like, so what did opening it do for me? Oh, I can get something bigger through it. And this room is like 10 feet long, so what are the objects in this room? Yeah, well, and it's also, the, the game gives you a certain set of tools, um, and you just, I got accustomed to, you know, hitting all of the tools when I'm stuck. Yeah. So I walked up to the box, and, you know, I held X when I ran into it the first time, and when it moved, I was like, okay, I get it. I know what happens next. And that's not, like, sort of creativity it's just the sort of the brute force approach to puzzle solving i'm just gonna hit all the buttons on everything yeah. i kind of liked how you could sort of rope a dope the zombies by yelling at them and there's one part i think it's right when you're coming out of the rat's lair where you come out onto a subway platform and there's a bunch of zombies on the train tracks yes and you have to pull them over to you by yelling and then jump over them and cross the tracks 
which was uh, really cool. And yeah, but what's what's even cooler is you you keep going to the left, and then more zombies come out. So you have to run back to the right, jump over the the previous zombies in the train tracks, who are now like on the left side, then go over to the right where you started and pull them all into the train tracks, and then jump over them again and escape. Yeah. So I thought that was neat. Yeah, and I liked that sort of this uh, the zombies adds obstacle instead of just cannon fodder. Yeah. It made it feel a little more I don't know interesting. Although it's totally, well, like, I love how dumb the zombies are. They can't crawl over anything. It's like if you put a paperclip in the road, they're just going to trip yeah. and fall Well, over. the only thing they seem to be able to circumvent is uh, banisters. <laughs> like, they can fall over a railing <laughs> to get downstairs, but that is it. Which really makes me think that the Seattle building code was very subpar. Because if all of these undead are falling over it, what about the living? Yeah. <laughs> I ask you that. We were inventing these, like, elaborate fictions that this dude is trapped in his 2D plane of motion, but the zombies can come in from off-screen. So this is, like, part of the zombie virus that they're now able to move in 3D. <laughs> the world expanded exponentially into hyperdimensional space. People so said it was the third yeah. dimension. <laughs> the, the, those kooks talking about their third dimension. Yes. But we can see things out there, like buildings and stuff. You know, I've never been in one of them. Have you? <laughs> well, no, but there are people moving. I, I see them now. <laughs> also, there's only like 500,000 people in Seattle. I bet you could just walk out if there was a zombie infection. It probably wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, these people are terrible at escaping everything. Yeah. Especially since it appears that the dude from the beginning, there's a flashback where you get the gun. He's, like, hanging out with some dude in a trailer, like, clearly outside of the city. Why'd you go back in the city, dude? Well, because he's crazy and he thinks his family is still in there. Uh, Wikipedia claims that Seattle's got an urban population of 27 or 2.7 million, but I don't believe it. They said the same thing about Boston, and it was not true. I mean, whatever. That twist was so dumb. He was like, my, my family, I killed my family. And then, uh, spoilers at the end of the game, you basically just reenact uh, the end part of 28 Days Later, where he lets all the zombies into the military compound. <laughs> I did like that they called the, uh, the, the enemy force the new law. In, that like, was... Caps. Yeah. I just like that. It's just kind of a cool turn of phrase. Yeah, I mean, and that was... The, so, that's kind of the story of Deadlight. I'm not totally negative on it. I'm not that high on it either. Uh, but it has a lot of these cool little things about it that make you, you know, I don't know. I feel like I genuinely enjoyed playing it. Yeah, I, it wasn't the worst. Uh, I mean, it had, I, I think the story was pretty much the worst. Like, uh, having just played Kingdom Hearts, I think I would have rather a Kingdom Hearts story <laughs> than the one in Deadlight. And the Kingdom Hearts story is pretty bad. Like, especially this this one. I don't know, people on the Anime News Network forums got mad at me. They were like, how could you say it has no bearing on on the plot? And I was like, this is the Kingdom Hearts game. This is like when Goku was on the high gravity planet. Like, this is exactly what is happening here. Like, this whole v game is just a training montage. <laughs> and, then, and, and it's especially ridiculous because they're like, you got to become Keyblade Masters, kids. It's like, how the fuck are they not already? <laughs> Like, there's been 10 Maybe fucking it's games. Maybe like you have to be old enough to drink. Technically, I could consume alcohol when I yeah. was 16, but I wasn't legally allowed to. So, you know, even though there's this impending threat, and you're apparently the only people who have these Keyblades, 
You got to be 18 to be a key master. I'm sorry. Those are regulations. Yeah. <laughs> My hands are tied. The fucking wizard from Fantasia is like, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to. Why do you even need those kids? Like, Fantasia was all about summoning whales and crap. Just yeah, bombard well, them with whales. The you Fantasia ever been hit with a blue world. whale? You survive it. The Fantasia world was even less, uh, less like story driven than the usual like Kingdom Hearts world where they're like, here, let's go through the plot of the average Disney movie in like six minutes worth of cutscenes. Oh lord! And the the Fantasia one is just like Mickey is possessed, and he's like, hey, you got get some music stuff so I can be not possessed, and that's like the entire story of that world. It's basically just one cutscene at the beginning and the end, but that was actually kind of one of the least worst ones. <laughs> Whatever. I like that game. Apparently the internet doesn't think I did. <laughs> I, I said... Dude, I love I one know. of the guys said he had beef with you. I wanted to say, you do not have beef. That's, that you you know have a you disagreement about a video game. Do you Why know do you rip with me, the maniac psycho, when I pull out my jammy, get ready because of Michael Blau? <laughs> yeah. Do you like me now? <laughs> when you say you have beef, that means you want to fight somebody. Does somebody want to fight on the internet? <laughs> Oh wow! Um, I just glanced at the thread and they they removed that guy's post that he was fucking crazy. What? That one guy was so mad. That's the only thing I was going to reply to in that thread. Which, which guy? Was the the I don't know. Some guy towards the end of the first page, page like went on this apoplectic rant where I could just feel him having a heart attack on the other side of his computer. And the one thing he said was like, "Oh, you know." These obviously, like, you you know, he accused me of using a thesaurus to write it. And I was like, really? Is that what it reads like? Because I'm pretty sure... It's not wrong to use a thesaurus. Well, well, I mean, yeah, but, you know, that's sort of shorthand. Do I not understand how thesauruses work? I I was going to say shorthand, but that's sort of like a longhand way of of calling someone pretentious. It's actually, I would, it's like a somewhat pretentious way of calling someone pretentious. It's like, I'm going to use this really (laughs) convoluted idea to accuse you of being pretentious. What kind of dinosaur is a thesaurus? I reread the review just to be sure. I was like, there's nothing in this review that wouldn't be used in like an eighth grade classroom. Who cares? If you you get on the forum and QQ because somebody sounds like they were using a pretentious word or you know you're going to accuse them of purposely looking up better words for the word they were thinking of you're just an idiot you know what i love google now you can just type a word in there and it just gives you the definition first thing (laughs) it is pretty nice i I just can't believe that i i i I feel like this happens to me every time so maybe i should just get used to it but when i write one of these things i'm like nobody could possibly get mad at me for this (laughs) But in this case, I said it was one of the greatest action RPGs in recent memory. Like, what more do you want? Oh, Dave. Oh, it was whatever. I, it's kind of actually liberating to have read your review, just because I really do understand now that you can't say things that will please all the people all the time. That's true. In fact, you will almost more likely please no one any of the time. I don't know. I saw a couple people in that thread who were like, I mean, somebody essentially just said that when that guy went crazy. He was like, uh, I think you missed the part where he says the game is good and gives it a B. <laughs> That's right. And I was like, thanks, dude. Thank you. Reading comprehension, you gets it. And there was just like one dude towards the end when I glanced at it today who was like, yeah, the story's like really dumb, uh, but that's why I like it. And I was like, wow, that's exactly what I was trying to say. 
So thanks for one person on the internet for getting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the internet. Uh, whatever. It's not a big deal. <laughs> how, about, how about that deadlight? Yeah, okay. I don't know. I feel like we've hit all the, the salient yeah. points. It's got fun parkour. Apparently, the only zombie preparation you need to do is work on your grip strength. Yeah, I did like the parkour. I did like the stamina meter, just because it allowed me to make references to Metal Gear Solid 2 and the grip gauge. I was like, you gotta do more pull-ups, gotta buff up that stamina meter. Uh, it was interesting, though, that if you swung your axe too many times, you died. I really did you actually die if you ran out of stamina? I can't remember. If Yeah, I think if you run out of stamina, a lot of times you just kick the bucket. I might be I wrong about that, get... but it felt like that happened to me at least once. I figured you just get tuckered out. Couldn't swing the mer. Yeah. Well, um, man, I'm psyched for uh, that game Dust, uh, some sort of side-scrolling action game. Oh, yeah. Looks like that's fairly complicated combat. It looks cool. I hope it's good. Yeah, that would be good if it were good. I need a good that... arcade game. Yeah. I feel I haven't been using the Xbox barely at all recently. We've done almost all our gaming on PC. Yeah, me too, but that's mostly because you play LOL on your PC. Yeah, <laughs> can't play that on Xbox. Fuckers. I wish you could. I mean, I tried to play Awesome Knots, but it's just not the same. Yeah, you're like, man, where's my where's my jungling? Well, yeah, you can't, like, pick support or anything. I where's mean, I my, like, could, but... <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna navigate to our forums and read Ryla's post. <laughs> from like today or yesterday where i just read that and i was like what the fuck are those words whatever man welcome to me hanging out with you jerry 2t and like all those guys when you were playing wow that's true here it is my theory is that two smites allow you to have and here it goes good early dragon control the hardest leash for your jungle super easy invades and unstealable baron slash dragon i was like what yeah. I don't know, I've just never been in a situation where I did not know or did not quickly learn the vocabulary. Yeah. I know exactly what all that means. <laughs> it's just shorthand for stuff. Yeah. But if you don't play LOL, it is completely nonsensical. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I remember a time when I didn't know what DPS mean, meant. And then, I was like, and then once DPS. I knew what it meant, I was oh, like, that's the... deeps. I'm sorry. That, that was the dumbest fucking word ever. Who would ever use that? And now it is in practically every video game. Like, it's in Fallout. Well, that's because Fallout is an RPG. Yeah, it's just interesting to me that that, like, sort of just arose and then became adopted. Damage per like, second? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess people just, like, finally puzzled out a good use or a good term. And then everybody just picked it up. Well, it only, become, it only became applicable in sort of the modern generation of games. Yeah. Like, you had your flat damage because everything was pretty much just D&D, &D, but then when you added attack speed to that, everything yeah. changed. So you could have relatively low damage, but then when you add the damage per second, it becomes huge. And then I learned how to love again. Because <laughs> my favorite, my favorite <laughs> characters are fast characters. I love them so. <laughs> and I always felt underserved in video games because they were usually pretty much terrible. And often still are. Like, that was a big problem in WoW that, like, because of the way damage worked. So your special abilities are based off of weapon damage, but they're not affected by weapon speed. So like your fucking sword slash or whatever, you can only do it every eight seconds. So it behooves you just to use the slowest weapon possible because the those are also damage. the strongest. Yeah. So just almost no classes use, used fast weapons anyway. Uh, so that sucked. 
but you know, whatevs. On the topic of fast versus slow characters, Persona 4 comes out, and I kind of had no interest in it, but now the people are saying... The arena game? Yeah, the, the fighting game. Yeah. I was just going to skip it, but now people are saying that it is essentially like an expansion pack for the Persona 4 story. Like, with Persona 3, they released that like little add-on that was like another 15 hours of game, and that is essentially, story-wise, what Persona 4 Arena is. So it actually sounds cool, and I kind of want to take a look into it. <laughs> I, I think I might end up buying it. I've got some gift cards from work floating around that I might use to purchase that. Just have another fighting game I play for like four yeah. months and then never well, touch may again. <laughs> maybe we can coincide it when I rent it so we can play it together. Yeah. Um, but I, I was listening to a podcast today, and they were talking about like the one character in it who has like a predilection for steak. In that, like, fucking dumb anime way, where, like, some character's <laughs> like, I love steak! It's the only defining weird, part of like, my personality. Kind of is also born out of that. Yeah. Like, my, and so, <laughs> my courage is born out of my love for steak. But, uh, you know, for sense. some reason, maybe it's just because the writing in Persona 4 is actually pretty good and the acting is pretty good. Like, you, it's kind of funny as, as a one-off joke or, like, a ten-off joke as it ends up being. <laughs> But some of they were talking about Persona 4 Arita, and I guess there's a part in her story mode where she has an option to jump, like to continue her mission or jump out the window in search of a beef bowl. Like she smells somebody with a beef bowl walking by, and that got a chuckle out of me when I heard it. I was like, ah, that's actually kind of funny. And if she if she goes after the beef beef bowl, it's just a game over. You put your your sleeve up to your mouth. You laugh politely. Though I may have been uh, somewhat elated because uh, the second that happened, I was walking out of a gelato shop with a fistful of ice cream. So maybe <laughs> I was just in a receptive state <laughs> for joy. Your brain was already primed for happiness. Mm -hmm. I said, man, I don't know all these crazy gelato flavors. I told the guy hazelnut because last time Hazel I got the chocolate. What? Listen, I'm just saying. Last time I got the chocolate hazelnut ice cream, and it was amazing. It was so good. So this time I said, I'm going to get that again. And I went in there, and I said, just let me get the hazelnut. He said, just hazelnut? I said, yeah, just hazelnut. And I look over, and they have regular hazelnut ice cream, too. And I said, no! Why? And he's like, the huh? gelato's like four times as dense? Well, I'm just saying that I wanted the one with the chocolate in it, uh... not just plain-ass hazelnut. But then I was just like... Oh, just give me half chocolate hazelnut, half regular hazelnut. Yeah. And then as I was eating it, I was like, you know what? This could pretty much taste like anything, and I would just eat it. So it hardly <laughs> even matters. Like, that's the point on that. Oh, you just want some of that, that creaminess? Man, gelato is pretty good. It is like, it's like super ice cream. Like, how come all ice cream just isn't that sort of airy and delicious? Uh, that's why I never really got when people go to Rita's and get water ice. I'm like, they have freaking gelato right there, dude. Yeah. Do you understand how good it is? It's amazing. I submit like, that you do not. <laughs> oh, it's great. But anyway, I guess we should shut this down because I got this thing. I'm going to, it's like a sci-fi bookstore in Brooklyn that a Jay's associated with through his like school these are the people that like so he had that kickstarter to do that thing re, re, uh, reproducing rare books 
these are the guys whose technology it is to use to do this with. Cool. So I guess we're going to hang out with that. And instead, there's going to be cosplaying and cosplay judging and trivia. Well, there's always cosplay judging. Oh, you mean quality. <laughs> oh, womp, womp. okay. Uh, so I've been warned. Oh, no, actually, literally, I have been warned. Uh, open house starts at seven. Serious geeking will transpire. You have been warned. <laughs> it's like party goes till question mark. No, that sounds like a lot of fun. That uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it should be cool. I use the party goes till question mark on every almost every invitation <laughs> I have to send out, and nobody has ever responded to it. I'm like, come on! I put like twenty question marks in there. <laughs> It broke over to the next line. We need to get on the case of when this party ends. I can be going to no indefinite party, be trapped I there can't, forever. What, am I going to go to a party forever? Forever party? Are you party? suggesting that your party You're will crazy. exist outside of time? Space time? You think time's going to end tomorrow when your party, party is happening? Fucking, fucking asshole. Word. Oh, so we got to clap. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, wait. I just saw this thing on a tweet. Did you attend any fan paddles at Otacon 2012? If so, we'd love to have your feedback. Please fill out the feedback form for a Jay and Minds panel. It was amazing. It would be really helpful for me if you did, because it is my understanding that they base these things almost entirely on feedback. So that'd be cool. But yeah, let's clap. All right. One, two, three. Say every other panel you went to sucked, especially <laughs> stupid gay Daryls. <laughs> Just say, hey, I don't even know why you have these other guys. Anime's got... craziest death. Anime's like craziest. Anime's lamest fan. Oh, snap. <laughs> I went that there. That was crazy. I still cannot watch Blood Sea. I've, uh, like... Oh, did you try? No, I've toyed with the idea and have decided against it. I want to, just my, my perverse curiosity won't be sated. But also, that show is evil. <laughs> like, <laughs> having only seen about five minutes of it. Like, it is so, just, I, that sort of nihilism. Yeah. That now I know, I understand what it means to look into the abyss. <laughs> and see, there's just nothing there. And the abyss is frappe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, word. I'm I'm stopping. All right, me too.